0: In 2011, 10 years back, you could have purchased 1,000 bitcoins for $1,000. Today, you could sell those 1,000 for about 50 million. For many, bitcoin is still an enigma. Just what is it, really? Bitcoin was the first of its kind, what investors and finance experts call a cryptocurrency. Through a complicated process involving computers and data, the anonymous inventor who goes by Satoshi Nakamoto found a way in 2009 to turn data into cash. If you hopped on the train early, you could be swimming in it right now. A friend years ago bought 100 bitcoins for $1,000. He didn't know what he was getting into. Now he's worth over $5 million. A great story. Investing your money is one thing, but where have you invested your life? Jesus is not cryptocurrency. What he did was public. Death and resurrection. Life eternal. That's an investment worth making. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we start a new week together with a series and this program called Great Stories of Grace. In these next few minutes, I want to share three stories with you. Two I would describe as great, and the third is sad. Stay with me. The final story will be shared with us by Dr. Dane Ortland, who joined us last week, sharing from his new book, Gentle and Lowly The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. Every once in a great while, a book comes along that ministers to your soul like no other, and this is one of those books. Christians know what Jesus Christ has done, but who is he? We know about the past, but what is Jesus doing right now in our behalf, in heaven and here on earth through the power of his Spirit? What is his deepest heart for his people, weary and faltering on our life journey? Jesus told us he is gentle and lowly in heart. In this best-selling book, Dane reflects on these words, opening up a neglected yet central truth about who Jesus is for sinners and sufferers today. Would you call us after the program for your own copy in hardback or the audio version read by the author? You can visit us and make your gift online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Or if it's easier, call us after the program at 800 654 Thirty-six, eight hundred, sixty-five Haven. And now let's open the program with a song by Corey Voss.
1: reason why the curse of sin is broken. There's a reason why the darkness runs from light. There's a reason why we stand here now forgiving. Jesus is alive. There's a reason why Sing on through the night. There's a reason why our hope remains eternal. Jesus. Said- There's a reason why we share His resurrection.
0: Even today at a great stories of grace and the power of grace that we're starting today, I'm Charles Morris, and that was Cory Voss opening the program with Praise the King. On this Haven Today, I want to share three stories with you, but they're not all great. Two are great, I would say, but the final one that I'll let Dane Ortland tell us is sad. I pray all three stories will lead us to more Christ, more Jesus in us all more sweetness together with our dear Savior. The first story is true, and it came last week. It had been a long time since I had last spoken to a friend of mine. He started as one of the pastors of a large Wesleyan church in San Diego. But early in his young ministry, he developed brain tumors, causing him to leave the church and undergo radiation therapy. The doctors said he could go back into ministry but told him the non-cancerous tumors would return. They told him the treatment would save his life, but would eventually take his life, destroying his brain cells. I first met Duane Pottinger after hearing him preach on the radio. He was the speaker on a weekly program for the Brethren in Christ denomination. He came from a holiness background. I did not. But we were drawn together as good friends together in Christ, he had me preach at the large church he pastored near Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. I had him tell his story on Cavan today and even preach a message to our listeners. But then the issues related to the brain tumors returned, and he and his wife Rhonda moved to Indiana, as he had to leave the ministry, retiring early. Last week we caught up. His eyesight is fading, his hearing declining, he's not allowed to drive. And his great regret, he could no longer be in ministry. We prayed like we used to pray together last week. We prayed that God wasn't finished with him, that the Lord would use him one more time or more. When we finished catching up and praying, he asked if I had ever heard the story of a painting called Checkmate. I had not. It was used in a sermon by Billy Graham in 1955, Duane had used the same story through the years, and as we said goodbye, I realized and reminded him that God had just used him to minister one more time. Until the Lord calls us home, we all can still serve him. That's the first great story. Which leads me to the second great story, preached by Billy Graham and my friend Duane Pottinger, and shared today by me with you on Haven Today. Now, if you know anything about the game called chess, you know it comes down to when the king on either side can move no more. The king is trapped. The winning side declares checkmate, and the game is over. There is a painting that once hung in the Louvre Museum in Paris, painted by friedrich Moritz auguste Retcht. I understand the painting, called Checkmate, is now in private hands, having been sold in a Christie's auction in 1999. The painting depicts two chess players. One is Satan, who appears arrogantly confident. The other player is a man who looks forlorn. If Satan wins, he wins the man's soul. Well, the story is told a chess grandmaster visited the Louvre one day and came upon the intriguing painting in the same building housing other famous art, like the Mona Lisa. The Grand Master stared a long time at the chessboard of the painting. He noticed the arrangement of the pieces on the board was incorrect. The devil, who thought he was winning, was in fact not winning. The man, who thought he was losing, was actually winning. According to the pieces left on the chessboard, his king had one more move, which would make him the winner of the game. The Grand Master called the curator of the museum, and they determined that the title checkmate did not fit the scene, because the forlorn-looking player actually had the ability to defeat his opponent, though he didn't realize it. The painting was a lie. His king had one more move. Now think about this with me. Think of the spiritual implications of this painting and what the Grand Master discovered. Isaiah assured the people of Judah that God always provides a way of escape. Although they would be deported to Babylon because of their sinfulness, Isaiah prophesied that a future day of release would come when they would have to leave their home. But they wouldn't have to worry. Just As God had provided water for the Israelites in the desert, he would also provide for them on their long trek homeward to Israel. Many of us have experienced situations that appear hopeless. We saw no way out, but we prayed, and God provided a way. He made the impossible move. We can trust him. He can never be checkmated. God is the only king who can never be defeated. Or think of a little boy in John 6 with two fish and a few loaves of bread, seeing the thousands of people in need of food. It looked like checkmate, but it was a lie. Our king had another move left. They collected twelve baskets of leftover food after the meal was served. Our God is the only king who can never be defeated. Or back to the Old Testament, Daniel was thrown into that lion's den full of hungry lions. It looked like checkmate, but it was a lie. Our king had another move left, recorded in Daniel 6. God is the only king who can never be defeated. Or back again to the Gospels, John chapter 8, the woman about to be killed by angry men with stones. It looked like checkmate, but it was a lie. Our king had another move left. He told the woman to go and sin no more. God is the only king who can never be defeated. On Good Friday, there was that criminal next to Jesus on the cross. He thought it was the end, yet he still repented. It looked like checkmate to him, but it was a lie, because the king had a move left and told him, Today you will be in paradise with me. God is the only king who can never be defeated. The people that day were screaming, Crucify him! They mocked and hit the Lord Jesus. They spit on him and tortured him and nailed him to the cross. They said he could save others, but not himself. It was over. Checkmate. Satan smiled as everybody left, thinking the Son of God was dead. But the Lord Jesus still had a move left. Come Sunday, Jesus rose from the dead. Our king had another move. God is the only king who could never be defeated. So often in life, we consider everything in this world to be a mess. With countries at war, violence surrounding us, people dying from a pandemic, people losing their jobs, marriages getting destroyed, moral values seemingly non-existent today, we can easily become disillusioned. And people feel lost. We look for direction, and we end up on the wrong path. It looks like checkmate, but that's a lie. And we need not fear. The game is not over. Our Creator God still has one move left. Our lives and future are in His hands. You have been bought with His blood, a very expensive price, and received amazing grace. He will be coming back one day. He still has one move left. Peter told us about Jesus. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Our creator God is the only king who can never be defeated two great stories. The ministry of my friend Dwayne is not over. And the story of a real painting that wasn't really checkmate. The king of all kings had one more move and can never be defeated.
1: In the darkness we were waiting without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Jesus, for our sake you die was moved for good for the lamb and conquered death by his blood and-
0: To the King of Kings This is Haven Today and I'm Charles Morris and that was Caleb and Kelsey from their album Glorious Day. And I really like their version of King of Kings for the clarity of the lyrics. Well, when we started this program, I mentioned three stories. The first two I've shared and I would call both great stories. But there is a third story, and it came out when I spoke with Dane Ortlund. We had been talking about finding more of the heart of Jesus coming out of his new book, Gentle and Lowly, that's become a bestseller in the Christian world. I asked Dane if there's ever been a time for him, a time of heartache, as there has been for most of us.
2: Well, God does come to us through pain, doesn't he? And uh, the the waves of anguish are one prime way that the Lord draws near to us and um, cracks open our heart to let his own heart flood in more deeply than it ever has. I remember, for example, Charles, in August of 2018, when my wife and I were uh, joy- joyously awaiting the birth of our daughter, and uh, two days before her due date, uh, nine months full term, uh, her heart stopped beating. Mm. And so we went into the hospital and my wife gave birth to a stillborn little girl Mm. with whom we sat and whom we held and, uh, nuzzled with for two days before we had to leave the hospital, uh, without her Mm. and said goodbye for now. And that would be one instance where, um, where my own heart cracked open more deeply Mm. and that of my wife, um, to actually take us more deeply into what Christ is like and what his own heart feels when he looks upon his people when they are in anguish and pain. And uh, so we bless his name.
0: Dane, I've been there like you. Not an easy story to share. Thank you for sharing that with us, the story of your stillborn daughter named Hope. There's one other rich treasure that you shared in your new book, Gentle and Lowly. I'm thinking of the richness of Jesus and how that comes to us in Scripture.
2: It's remarkable, isn't it, Charles, that Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 that God is rich in something. It's the only place in all the Bible, Thomas Goodwin points out as he's preaching through ephesians 2 that we are told god is rich in something we are never told he is rich in wrath we're never told god is rich in justice though god is 100 mm-hmm. percent every attribute so we don't want to miscommunicate here but just going with the scripture we're told he's rich in mercy he's not middle class in mm-hmm. mercy that's good news for all of us because it means we're not going through life navigating life sinning and suffering our way through life, and depleting God's resources for us. Actually, the logic of Romans 5 into Romans 6 is that every time we sin, God's reservoir of mercy and grace Mm. gets bigger,
1: Mm. (laughs) not less. Mm. So that's a, Mm. a
2: glory for us, that when we are finding ourselves sinning, even when we are finding ourselves squandering His mercy, God's response to that because he can't bear to do otherwise for his people, is to pour out more mercy. Mm. He is rich in mercy.
0: Even when we have lost someone we love dearly, for Dane, a daughter, for me, a son, Christ Jesus is rich in mercy. Out of his need to know more of Jesus, Dane Ortland, my predecessor's grandson, has written what has become a best-selling book called Gentle and Lowly, the heart of christ for sinners and sufferers. He's a pastor in greater chicago today, and this book is one of those works that you need to savor, one chapter at a time. We have it in hardback or let me suggest if you like audiobooks, get the audio version that we have either on CDs or as a digital download. This book will lead you like it did me to draw closer to christ to understand more why Jesus called us his friend. His love for you knows no bounds. Call us right now and get the hardback or the audio version at 800-654-2836. That's 800 haven Or go online and read an excerpt or listen to Dane reading from the audio version. Our website is haventoday.org. Haventoday. Dot org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When we again will be sharing together great stories. But really that lead us to the great story. That's all about Jesus. Here on Haven Today. for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's a question any parent has received countless times by a bright-eyed child. Where is God? Why can't I see Him? We all long to see the Lord, just like Moses in Exodus. We ask, please show me your glory. In Matthew 5, 8, Jesus shows the way. Blessed are the pure in heart, For they shall see God. You want to see God? You need a pure heart. Who will ascend the hill of the Lord, David asked. Only those with clean hands and a pure heart. And the good news is that Jesus Christ came to cleanse hearts and to wash hands. Moses only saw the Lord's back. In Jesus, we'll see him face to face. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.